Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Today on Movies First, we go to, well, I'm almost tempted to say this is the action movie you have when you're not having an action movie. It's Snowden, based on a true story, which is always interesting because there are liberties taken. Alex First, greetings to you. Christopher, yes, indeed. I mean, I suppose when you're thinking about somebody like Edward Snowden, the guy who tipped off journalists and filmmaker about sort of US government cyber surveillance programs, you're talking about somebody who's a bit of a computer nerd. You're sitting behind a computer and you're hacking whomever you want to hack. Well, I'm not sure that that's kind of like spying where you're running around the globe and doing a James Bond. And I think that's one of the issues with Snowden, the movie, which is 139 minutes long. So one hour and 19 minutes. Sorry, I meant that to be two hours and 19 minutes. Rated M in Australia. Is there enough action? That's sort of, I suppose, the big question here, because a lot of it, when Oliver Stone makes movies, and he's the director here, he usually has sort of alpha male characters. There isn't an alpha male character in Edward Snowden. And he's created Snowden's girlfriend as, if you like, the alpha character that has traditionally been in his movies. Platoon, JFK, Natural Born Killers, Wall Street, they're just some examples. What did you think of what Edward Snowden did? Did you sort of think he was a hero or a villain? Look, I think I think he thought his heart was in the right place. I, I think there are very many legal questions that remain unanswered. And uh, having said that, I think he's probably very smart to have, have done the runner. Well, let's put it this way. As far as the Americans are concerned, they want to lock him up. <laughs> That's, and and he, he's betrayed the country. And yet, H- Hence why I said he's very smart to have done the runner. Yes, I mean, he's very much the patriot, according to this movie. And Oliver Stone makes it clear that he's on this guy's side because, to me, it's rather one-sided. But anyway, he's the man responsible for what's been described as the most far-reaching security breach in US intelligence history. And Edward Snowden is played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He quietly leaves his job at the National Security Agency. He flies to Hong Kong, meets these journos and the filmmaker to reveal (coughs) US government cyber surveillance programs of absolutely epic proportions. He's a top security contractor, incredible programming skills, and he's discovered a virtual mountain of data being assembled, tracking all forms of digital communication. We're not just talking about material from foreign governments and terror groups, from ordinary Americans. That's the whole point of this. He's disillusioned with his work in the intelligence community, and he meticulously gathers hundreds of thousands of secret documents that will expose the full extent of the abuses. And he leaves his longtime love, Lindsay Mills, played by Shailene Woodley, and he finds the courage to act on his principles. So the movie Snowden looks at the forces that turned a conservative young patriot eager to serve his country 
into an historic whistleblower. And it poses questions about which liberties we're actually willing to give up in order for our governments to protect us. The screenplay, by the way, was written by Oliver Stone and Kieran Fitzgerald, who did the Homesman and the Ballad of Esquil Hernandez, based upon the books The Snowden Files by Luke Harding and Time of the Octopus by Antoli Kucharina. Um, my pronunciation, I'm sure, is not right. But <laughs> I'm leaving you on that. You're just yes, on your own. You, know, you, get, you get the usual requisite support from me on that, i.e. none. Good man. Well, until he made his earth-shattering revelation, Snowden was, by all accounts, committed to supporting the US government. And he grew up in a family steeped in government service, after all. He enlisted in the military. He aimed for the elite special forces in combat during the Iraq war. But there was a, a training accident that put him out of the running, and then he turned to a career in the CIA and later the National Security Agency. So, as I say, Stone's biopic firmly paints Edward Snowden as a patriot, tells his story from when he was training to be a Special Forces soldier with the US Army to his recruitment by the CIA and then his later work with the NSA. And the picture painted is a man driven by his love of country to serve and protect its freedoms. The writers acknowledge they've taken some creative licence with events, both for artistic and ethical reasons, but they actually feel they've stayed true to the spirit of Snowden's journey. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, well, he plays the man with a determined intensity. He's anything but a playful soul, and the co-writer Fitzgerald puts it this way, Oliver generally deals in operatic, manly characters. Ed is soft-spoken, methodical and quite undramatic. That's what I'm saying. It's quite different for him, and... That makes Snowden's hook-up with his girlfriend all that much more perplexing because, based upon what we see here, clearly the girlfriend was attracted to his mind rather than his obsessive work ethic and sense of fun because it doesn't seem like he has one. And Woodley adds spark and a zest for life in assuming the persona of Mills, the girlfriend. Now, Stone himself readily concedes writing a movie about a computer programmer is a departure for him, and uh, that's what I was talking about not being an alpha male and, and so on. Mm. So the relationship between the pair, not only important in the context of the real story, that, that is the relationship between the girlfriend and, and uh, Edward Snowden, but to give the film some light and shade away from the array of shadowy types and computer geeks that largely populated, I was pretty taken, impressed by the roles of Reese Iffens and a, as a manipulative spook and Nicolas Cage. He, he plays a frustrated programmer, a bit of a mentor, for Edward Snowden. Bit too much IT speak built into the script for my liking, though, although the transition from keen worker to disillusionment is well played out by the Edward Snowden character. And as I say, I, I think he's, he's done a pretty good job, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, in that particular role, given the limitations of not running around and shooting people. So you know, it depends on what you're looking for. So but, you, you, just on Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I still I, I wonder here, is mm. Probably his best-known role goes back a number of years now to the TV show Third Rock from the Sun, where he played uh, oh, yes. you know, the young alien son in, in an, an offbeat, off-the-wall comedy series. Uh, and I just wonder about... I, I guess I understand the casting of him in, in a movie like Snowden because, again, it's not your typical... As it's, not, it's, not, it's not really... It's the action movie that you have when you're not having an action movie. So he sort of fits that role, doesn't he? Well, he does, but I mean, he was in the walk. That was he played Philippe Petit. That was last year. Remember him in that one, and 
He's, he's done a few other bits and pieces. I mean, he's, he's not, pardon me, unknown. He was in Lincoln and... Yeah. Um, but, but, moved... but his biggest role is still, I think, uh, and I'm and happy to stand definitely... corrected here, but he's, he's probably still best known as Tommy Solomon in Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, uh, for those people who watch that, I yeah. dare say that that is the case. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the casting was pretty pretty reasonable, but let's face it, unlike many spy movies, there's not much action that happens here, save for revealing all about US government spying to journalists. And after all, as I say, they sat behind computer screens hacking into whomever the hell they chose to hack into. So that's the whole point of the movie. The, they expose the untenable, or Oliver Stone does, to say to us that it's not OK for Big Brother to be watching our every move anytime it wants. It also, by the way, features Scott Eastwood and Jolie Richardson. So pretty good cast in Snowden. Oliver Stone, this must have really been a story that meant something to him because I, I had a look back before we did the uh, the podcast today. He actually hasn't done, as far as I can tell anyway, he actually hasn't had a project since 2014. So he's had basically two years downtime before jumping in to... Snowden. Well, in terms of doing something that is movie-based, it goes back further than that. Yeah, I'm aware of that. That's what I'm saying. He's done nothing since 2014. And, and movies, yeah, you've got, to go, you've got to go way well, back. Well, he, basically what's happening is that he obviously would have interviewed Edward Snowden and got his confidence and all of those sorts of things. To make a project, do, do something like this, can quite easily take him a couple of years. And I, I get that. I mean, Savages was was a pretty good movie. That was in 2012 that he did. And then there was W, as in George W. Bush. Yeah, but that was 2008. Uh, he had well, Wall yeah. Street Money Never Sleeps, which is what, about 2010? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The sort of the sequel, which was a bit disappointing, to mm. be honest. But anyway, having said that, He's done some really good work in the past. I mean, he did a movie on The Doors and, yeah, I, I suppose what shot him to recognition was Platoon. I remember Salvador came out the same time and, of course, born on the 4th of July. Yeah. Oh, look, he, he's a man who doesn't have to work, basically. He, no. could be, he could kick back and enjoy the good life. Uh, so, again, I think that leads into this is obviously a passion project for, well, I mean, for Oliver Stone. To... I, don't, I don't think it's going to make him... Uh, additional money. In fact, you're, uh, going from from what I've seen on the on the box office releases so far, he's going to struggle to break even on this thing. Oh, well, uh, first week in the United States did um, okay. Yeah, about eight I mean, million, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not it, it's not but it great. Cost him, it cost him forty million to make. Uh, and yeah, uh, the correct. box. And I mean, eight million. Eight million is a pretty bad take. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, compared to movies that you know take thirty, forty, fifty, sixty million dollars opening week. Uh, look. As I say, a bit too reverential for mine, uh, and I figured that he, look, he does a lot of stuff which is sort of against what the US is doing or basically having a go at the United States. He's done movies like that before. So, yeah, he's still a very, very fine... He, he must be oh, must be well into his 60s by now. He'd be... Well, hang on, I'm looking at it now. He's born in 70. He turned 70 this month. Wow. That, well, there you go, well into his 60s. So, so yeah. well into them that he's finished them. He's, he's, exactly, exactly. He's in, he's in his... Uh, the, the, well, let's wish him happy birthday for September the 15th, shall we? <laughs> we shall. And he's the same height as me. How about that? 
Is he? What is four foot three? Oh, thank you very much. I'm no, talking, no, no, I'm, very good. I'm let me give you a, give us a me, score for Snowden here. A score for Snowden, seven out of ten. It shall get <laughs> excellent. Snowden, the uh, the I, I think we can safely say the Oliver Stone Passion Project, and this has been Movies First with him, Alex First, and me, Chris Coleman. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher, and iTunes, or your favourite podcast distributor. This is been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.